So let's open our Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 2. And good morning to you all. My name is Rich. <clears throat> and what's your name again? Denise. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Let's see if I can get this thing to work here. We have, sometimes you have, uh, you know, technical difficulties, and that's just part of technology, isn't it? But I love technology. Last time we looked, uh, and, and Paul the Apostle, he felt he was deserted by all. His friends, and, you know, a friend in need is someone who helps you, who helps you out when we're in trouble. When you are in trouble, that's what a true friend is. And Paul was in trouble. He was in prison for his faith. And he said that he, had, that he felt deserted by all. And many of those people who he thought were his friends turned away from him. But there was one, there was one guy who, it says, he often refreshed Paul. And he wasn't ashamed of Paul's change. It says he searched hard for Paul until he found him. He was there. He was, that's a true friend, a guy who, who didn't give up. And I think uh, it's not always easy to find a friend like that, is it? But it's not always easy to be a friend like that, too. And I think you and I need to, you know, instead of searching for that perfect friend, uh, you and I need to be a friend like that and, and, and be there for people when they go through these kinds of trials and troubles. So, But ultimately, I think, as we saw, and Paul talked about it later, is that, that our truest friend is Jesus. That no matter, no matter if every single person leaves you and deserts you, there's still one who will be there for you. His name is Jesus. I can guarantee that for you. That's what God's word tells us. He promises us that he will always be there for you, the truest friend. Now today I want to jump into chapter 2. We're going to start there in chapter 2 and verse 1. And, and we're going to talk about grace. I've kind of already told you that. Uh, but the, uh, the thought that I want to give to you today is that the title of my message is Be a Grace Case. Now, some of you are a space case, and you won't remember what I say as soon as I say it. I'm kind of like that. Any of you like that? Space case? We had a, we had a guy, a pastor, his name was Bob Caldwell, and he was uh, at one of our huddle meetings some years back, and he, he, he told us that. He says, I'm a, I'm a grace case. He, not space case. He might have been that too, but... He says, I'm a grace case. So we kind of thought, well, what does that mean? What did he mean by that? I'm a grace case. And, and does that, how can that be possible for you and I? Well, it's simply this, that his life was changed by the grace of God. And, and uh, Jerry Brown was kind of alluding to it as well there in his video, kind of like, you know, who am I? I'm nobody. But God did a work in his life and pulled him out of this drug addiction. Did he do it himself? That's kind of the world's technique, the world's idea. Well, you've got you know, you to just work at getting stronger in yourself, and you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and you can get yourself out if you just try hard enough. The U-turn for Christ is completely opposite of that. You can't do it. You've got to admit, I can't do it. Salvation is like that, too. I can't do it. But grace means that God has done it for me. Bob Caldwell, his life was filled with grace, the grace of God. And Paul is telling Timothy, I believe here in chapter 2, verse 1, the very same thing, to be like that. Look what he says there. He says, you then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. What is grace? Let's start there. What is grace? Anybody have the textbook definition? If you want to be strong in something, you probably should know what it is, right? I mean, that kind of is, you know, makes sense, right? So what is it that we're supposed to be strong in? Grace, and what is grace? Well, I'm strong in grace. It's just a Bible word, and we just throw it around. But it means something, right? So what does it mean? Unmerited favor, right? Unmerited favor. It's not something that you earn. It's not earned. It's not a merit. Well, God looked down, and he saw how cool you were, and then he put his favor upon you. Not like that at all. It's, it's the favor of God without any merit on our own. We're going to talk about that. That's what we're talking about today. To be strong in grace, in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I was thinking about the amazing grace, right? And then I thought, talk about space cadet. Then I thought the amazing race, right? And then I thought, I wonder if that's where they got the name for the show, from the amazing grace to the amazing race. It sounds similar, right? But they left the G out, right? I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. They left the G out, and the G stands for what? God, if you leave God out, you're going to do an amazing race, but you're not going to get anywhere in the end. You're going to have trouble. You can try to do it on your own. How many of you have tried to do it on your own and, and saw how far that got you? I have. A grace case. Be a grace case. You know, I want to be a grace case. Paul was a grace case. He talked about it all the time. He used that word over and over and over again. We're going to look at a bunch of scriptures today, and, and some of them I'll have you turn to, and some I'll put up on the screen so we can kind of get uh, somewhere today. But, but he told Timothy, he said, you then my son. He kind of looked at him like a father. He says, this is very important to you, son. That you'd be a grace case. That you would be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Not just grace, but this certain kind of grace that, that has all to do with Jesus. This, and, and, and we heard about it already today from Alex and from Jerry. It's all about Jesus in our lives, right? That's where this grace comes from. So that's where we start. We always got to start with Jesus. That's where we always got to turn to. That's, that's the only place we're going to get anywhere if we, if we go to him. Jesus. So let's start. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2. And we're going to look at some in the Gospels, this idea of the grace. It says to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Where did it start? Well, look at Luke chapter 2, first of all. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Speaking about Jesus, it says here, and you know the whole story, but look what it says in verse 40. And the child grew and became strong. And he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. The grace of God was upon him. Now I had to do some thinking about this and I still haven't quite got it all figured out yet. But, but you know, Jesus, if anybody merited favor, right? It would be Jesus. So he's kind of in a different category than us. But, but, but as an example, the grace of God was upon him as, as an example for you and for me. Where do we get the grace? We get it from Jesus. 
And the grace of God was upon him. Look at verse 52 in that same chapter. It says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and, what? In favor with God and men. Do you know that word favor is the very same word for grace? It's the same word. Charis. C-H-A-R-I-S. Charis. Jesus grew in favor with God and men. There was this process that was taking place even in Jesus? Well, that tells me there's something about you and I that, we, that if, if that was going on with Jesus, you and I, there's a growing process too, and we're going to talk about that uh, near the end, that we need to be growing in this. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Grow in it. Look at uh, the next gospel, Gospel of John chapter 1. The Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 14. What does it say there? It says, the Word became flesh. Who's the Word? Jesus, of course. The Word became flesh, and He made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, what? Full of grace and truth. He came from the Father, full of grace and truth. If Paul says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, that's the kind of grace we're talking about. He was full of grace and truth. Jesus. Look at the next verse, verse, uh, or actually jump ahead to verse 16. It says, from the fullness of his what? Fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Be strong in the grace. Now, now, is it something he's holding back from us? And why would he hold it back from us, first of all, if we did bad things? He's going to hold back his grace from us, right? I want you to think about that for a second. If it was based on the bad things we did, would it be grace anymore? It's not grace anymore, right? It's, it's works. It's, it's something that you earn. So it's not based on whether you do good, whether you do things perfectly, whether you've got it all together or not. It's not based on that. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came. It came to you and to me through Jesus Christ. For all who would come to him, for all who would turn to him, it's available, it's there. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. For some reason, we tend to like to follow law. You know? So we're go- we like to go back to Moses and we like to follow the law. It's kind of like, you know, you know what I think that is? It's because of pride. Because of pride. Because pride tells us, you know, that, yeah, we did do something. I think the very heart of sin is pride, right? The middle letter of sin is I. The middle letter of pride is I. Pride. Sin. I want to say right now, you know, pride and grace don't mix. Pride and grace 
don't mix. You know what, Jesus, you know what the word says uh, in, in uh, James and in Peter? It says that God resists the proud, right? But he what? Gives grace to the humble. Gives grace to the humble. So for us to humble ourselves. Now, here uh, back in Timothy, uh, you don't need to turn back there right now, but he says to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the, the word strong simply means to be empowered by the grace. Be empowered, be enabled, be strengthened by it, to go, grow strong in that grace, in that unmerited favor of God. You say, well, that sounds pretty simple and everything, but, but you know, our pride jumps in there at, at every possible turn. Our own thinking jumps in there. Well, you know, I've got this figured out pretty well now. I, you know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm walking pretty strong now. I've got this Christian life, you know, thing under my belt, and I can really get it together now. Oops. Paul tells Timothy, be strong in the grace, the unmerited favor of God through Jesus. Be strong in that. Be strong in, in what he's done. It really is a, a sea change, S-E-A, sea change for the way we think. I want to be a grace case, I'm telling you what. Paul was a grace case. So let's look at some things, first of all, about what a grace case actually is. Number one, this is where we begin. A grace case is someone who is what? Saved and changed by grace. Not by works, right? By grace, that we're saved by grace. We know we've heard those words before, but, but, but you know, do we really think about it? It's like, I'm saved. I, I've been rescued by Jesus because of everything that he did and because of nothing that I did. Right? Again, you see it throughout the Bible over and over. In, in Acts 15, they were having a, a kind of a theological convention. They were trying to deal with some issues. There were people that came in and said, yeah, you can believe in Jesus, but you also have to do this and this and this, give these sacrifices, live by this rule and that rule, and then you can be saved. Right? Well, Paul says, no, no. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. That's how we're saved. Through grace, through something he did, not through what we did. How about what Paul said in Romans? We are justified freely, what? By his grace. Through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We're saved. We're changed by grace. This is where it all starts. To the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves to Him. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of what? God's grace that He lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding. He lavished on us. I love that word. He lavished this grace upon us. And then the verse that we, many of us, memorize when we first come to know Jesus, this verse that says, By grace you have been saved through faith and not, and not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So a grace case, the first thing about a grace case is that we've been saved by the grace of God. We've come to Him. We've just turned to Him. That's all we've done. Jerry talked about it, that we're just going to reason together. In other words, you just come to him to talk about this, and guess what? He's going to come in and he's going to change your life. 
He changed my life. I didn't change my life. You know, I grew up in a time when drugs were everywhere. Well, drugs are everywhere now, too, I guess, right? Just different drugs and, and you know, uh, that kind of thing. But, but, you know, I grew up in a time when, when I could have easily gone down a path, and I saw, I saw many of my family members go down the path of certain kinds of things, certain kinds of drugs. Some of my friends died back in that day from heroin. I didn't change my life. I was going down the same path. I turned to Jesus, and you know what? By the grace of God, he changed me. Not by what I did. Not by anything that I could do. He changed me. Another thing that a grace case is this, he's filled with grace, that he's growing in grace. As I mentioned that earlier, it talks about in Acts chapter 6 about a guy named Stephen. You've all heard of Stephen, right? It says he was full of God's grace and power. Full of God's grace and power. And at that time that it says this about him, he was actually also in a bit of trouble. Right? In Acts chapter 6, you know the story about Stephen? What happens to him? He got stoned to death. He got killed because of his faith in Jesus Christ. But he was full of God's grace at that very time. And, and he knew what his life was all about. He was strengthened by that. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. This guy, Stephen, was strengthened by the grace to face even death, to face no matter what it is that you and I might have to face, that you could have the grace of God in your life to actually face that trial. Do any of you have trials, by the way? Any of you in the middle of one right now? If you're not in the middle of one, or you didn't just get out of one, well, let me tell you, you're probably going to be going into one because that's just the way life is. You know, I got trials going on in my life right now. Uh, physical things, this ear thing is like a trial. And so I'm going like, what can I do to fix this thing? Well, the truth is I can't do anything. So I got to turn to the one who can do something. That doesn't mean he might not use doctors and all the rest of it. I'm, I'm definitely open to that or whatever God might want to do. But, but he, you see, it's, the, it's the, what God can do in my life. Turning to him. Stephen was a grace case. Jesus, we already read that. He was full of grace and truth. But I think it's something we need to grow in. I really do. You all know what Peter the apostles' last written words were? Any of you know? When you see it, you're going to know it. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace. Those were his last written words. He was also martyred, right, for his faith. And he says, he writes these last, this is his last epistle, his last words that he wrote down, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You and I can grow in this, you know. But the way down is up, right? 
The way down is up to grow in grace. We kind of have to need to humble ourselves. God gives grace to the humble and he resists the proud. So as we go down, as we humble ourselves before him, we, we experience more of the grace of God in our lives. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I need to grow in it. You know, I tell you what. I need more grace in me, I tell you. I really do. Where we're aware of, of, uh, of the grace of God, where we're walking in the grace of God and all that He's done for us. Our hearts are strengthened by grace. Paul talked about our words being full of grace. Like Jesus, who it says in Luke chapter 4 that, that the people were amazed at the gracious words that came from His lips. Gracious words. Would that be how they described you and I? Oh, the gracious words that came from her lips, from, from my lips. Oh, that hurts. we got to grow. We need to grow. Grow in grace. How do we do that? We humble ourselves before him. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the, the last thing I want to say about a grace case is this, is that a grace case is a channel of grace that, that you and I, God can reach other people through you and through me. As they see some change in our lives. Have you seen a change in Alex's life? The grace of God did something there. He's, he, he, obviously, he's not going to get up here and say, look what he did. But look what Jesus did in his life. You see, the grace of God. But we need to be channels of grace. If God's done, done something for us, that we can be a channel of that grace and that we have freely received, that we can freely give to somebody else that others may know. That others may know that God is a God that saves us. That he fills us. Not because of anything that we've done, but all because of what he's done. Warren Wearsby said this about Paul. He said the secret of Paul's great ministry was the grace of God. I think that's true. Now, Paul, when you look at him you, you, and, you, and you kind of see how he studied, he was, before he ever became a believer, he, was, he, was, he studied and he was, he was very well read and he, and he, uh, he knew a lot of stuff. In, in, you know, in Israel, he was a teacher, right? But in the end, he said, you know what? It's all rubbish compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and what he's done in my life. I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 7. We have a few more scriptures here uh, before we close. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. He said, I became a servant of this gospel. How? By the gift of God's grace given me. Through the working of his power, although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. He said he was the least of all the apostles. Less than the least of all God's people, excuse me, in that particular place. Less than the least of all God's people. And yet the grace of God, you see... You and I, sometimes we think, you know, I could never do anything. 
I can never do anything for God. What can I do? How can I serve? I can't do anything. Well, you know what? That's true. That's true. You can't do anything. I can't do anything. But Paul says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace through the working of his power. I'm the less than the least of all God's people. I'm the, I'm the lowest one on the totem pole, but yet God worked through me to let people know about the unsearchable riches of Christ. Unsearchable riches of Christ. And then, and then turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 and 10. This is where he talks about being less than least of all the apostles. 1 Corinthians 15, 9. He says, For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. That's what Paul did. He went out. In fact, he was there, right, when Stephen got killed. Stephen, who was full of grace. He was there. He was holding the, the coats of those who were throwing the stones, killing this man, Stephen. He, he, he gave him his full uh, blessing on stoning Stephen to death. He was there. And then God, by his grace, does something in his life. Is that a turnaround? That's what we call a U-turn. But this verse found in the middle of the resurrection chapter is kind of crazy. In the middle of this here, he says in verse 10, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. God wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in my life, but it's by his grace. By the grace of God, he'll make you into something. I was thinking about it today, you know, the stuff in my life, how much of have I has come from me? How much of it have I earned? How much of it did I deserve? You know, that's a big thing in the, in the media and in, in advertising today. You know, you deserve the fattest cheeseburger on the planet. You know, you deserve the very best car. You deserve all these things. Really? What did you do to deserve that? I don't know. But in my life, you know what? I don't deserve anything. It's by grace that I'm standing here today. By grace. You don't, you don't know what you know, it was like back there in San Diego when I grew up. You don't know what, what I came out of. You'd have to go there. I wish I could take you all there, save up, take you all there. We're all going to go there and say, this is where I came from. And so you'd say, yeah, that, that is grace. Yeah, I, I see it now. I'm standing here by grace that, that you know, I just kind of like show up and see what God can do, see what God's going to do, because I, what have I done here? What have I built? Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. Unless God does something, it's not going to happen. Be strong in the grace, you know. I have a have a house to live in. I have a family. It's God's grace. God's grace. I didn't, I didn't build anything. It's all the grace of God, what he's given to me. 
Be strong in the grace. I want a grace case. I want, I want to grow in that grace. I want to understand more and more that, that through that, people might understand and, and know the grace of God. He loves you. It's not based on what you did, on what you do. It's not this cosmic, you know, scale, set of scales that, you know, your good works, if they outweigh your bad works, then you're, you might possibly get into heaven. And every other religious system is based on that, people. And, 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 but the Christianity is different. It's based simply and solely and completely on what Jesus Christ did upon the cross. We've got we to understand this. We've got to grow in it. We, we need to be strong in the grace. A couple more scriptures. I'm going to put them up on the board uh, for you. Don't miss it. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. And what comes when we do? A bitter root. Bitterness grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Bitterness. Be careful of bitterness. Don't miss the grace of God. How about something else Peter he said? He says, with the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother... I've written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. Stand fast in it. Hold on to it. Don't, you know, go anywhere else. Don't change position. It's so often, you know, that we, we, we come to Christ and we believe that he did it all. But, but then we believe that we have to hold on to our salvation by works. We have to, you know... Well, okay, he saved me and it wasn't anything I did, but now to keep it, I'm going to have to live a perfect and holy life. Now, does God want us to live holy lives? Yes, he does, but not, our salvation is not based upon it. Stand fast in the true grace of God. That's, that's what we need to do. And the last verse, uh, second to last verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. If you'll turn with me there, I want you to turn with me there because you need to know where this is. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. You're going to know these verses as well. You will. Paul the Apostle, right? He was having a trial. He had plenty of trials, of course, but he was having a trial, and it was a physical trial, right? They don't know exactly what it was, whether it was something in his eyes or some other kind of physical problem, some kind of physical issue. But look what it says in verse 8. It says, Three times I pleaded, was a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, what did he say? My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Again, it's this idea of being humble, about being lowered, about being in a, in a state of weakness where we realize, you know, what, what have I got? I, all I've got is weakness. I've got no strength. But the grace of God is enough. He says, 
my grace is sufficient for you. And, and, and it is sufficient for every one of us. It's sufficient for every trial, every trouble, every problem in this life. The grace of God, His favor upon our lives, not based upon our performance. My grace is sufficient for you. Be strong in the grace. It's in Christ Jesus. One last thought. This is really the last thought. Serious. The last verse. Serious. I promise. Because look what it is. I didn't put it up there, but I was supposed to. The last verse. And I mean literally the last verse. Turn to the last verse. The last verse. In the New Testament, the last verse in the Bible, the very last verse, the last word, right? What does he say? I love this. I love this. What does he say? The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. I, I want to say that as a blessing to you as well. The, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. You are all God's people if you've trusted him, if you're one of his. Grow in grace. You and I, be a, be a grace case that, that we understand grace, that we, that we think about what he's done in our lives, that we, that we focus on it, that we live by it, that we humble ourselves, and, and that we, we know it's all by grace. Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Let's pray together, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son Jesus who brought us grace and truth. He was full of grace and truth and he offers it to us. Grace and truth. Father, um, I, don't think, I don't think that I'm very strong in the grace. I want to be stronger in the grace. So I come to you today, and, and each of us, we come to you and we, we say we're weak. We say we are uh, nothing. We have nothing. We are nothing, and we humble ourselves before you that, that we might look to you as the one who has done it all, the one who is providing us blessing after blessing because of the grace of Jesus. We have received blessing, one blessing after another. We read that in John. Because of the grace, that free gift, that unmerited favor. Father, you want us to grow in grace. And I know Peter knew that. He knew that up until the very time that he, that he also was martyred for his faith. And he, it says that he didn't even feel worthy to be crucified upright. And so they crucified him upside down. He didn't feel worthy to be anything like his Savior, Jesus. Because Jesus gave it all. Jesus did it all. Jesus, you are, are all in all today, here in our lives. Father, I pray this morning that for any, any as well who have never, ever opened their hearts to Jesus and, and come to him, maybe that's you here, you're sitting here this morning, 
and that's you, you can open your heart to Jesus right now and, and say, Jesus, I, what, I have, what do I have? I have nothing. I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I have nothing to offer you. So I want to come and I want to receive from you that grace, that life, that truth that only you can give. Forgive me. Come into my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>